0: Sponsored by Boyle Sports, principal sponsored Birmingham City Football Club, and of course our good friends at SAS Autos,
1: the Garrison Coffee
2: Company.
0: And played Labour Club. Um <laughs> what a weekend that was. Um, Taylor 2 penalties, right at the end of the game, it came alive on the 86th, 87th minute, something like that, and uh, we come away with a draw. Um I feel we should have really We nailed that one, Uh, Rotherham. We should have nailed that one. However, what we'll do is we'll get on with the show and we'll get all your thoughts, comments and opinions and uh, (laughs) let's just have a bit of a laugh on the way. Welcome, Mrs Brown. Good evening. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the one and only Mr Sheen, Paul Hickness. Good evening, all. And good evening to Mr Robe. Hello, everybody. And our special guest tonight, the one and only, ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Alcock. (laughs)
3: Good evening. Why, yeah, why,
0: yeah, why, yeah. <laughs> right, i Right, i am still I'm still in possession of my Blue's COVID mask. Well uh, as the infection rate has gone up all over the well, all over the world by the look of it. So it don't look to, them, to me like we'll be seeing any football this season. What you're around, Paul.
4: No, unfortunately not. No, it's not looking uh, very likely at all, is it? I think it's probably gonna be well I'm hoping it's gonna be next season of, you know, sort of August next year, but you know there's always up. that glimmer of hope but it's very sad, isn't it, when you're on a match day? I was just saying before we came on, you know, it gets to 12, 1 o'clock, and you start to feel it a bit, don't you? You
0: know, it's like, I'll, just be, I'll
4: just be on my way now, you know, just be on my way yeah. down there.
0: Yeah, yeah. But anyway, welcome, Wayne, uh, big Birmingham City fan, of course.
4: Yeah.
0: And, uh, Quite a little star in the old boxing ring. Do you want a quick leveller outside, mate? Quick leveller outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, done,
3: done a little bit. <laughs> I'm happily retired now. Retired.
0: Happily retired. Retired. Leave it
3: to the young kids now.
0: Ah, come on. Come on. There's, there's always a good kid everybody, mate. Okay. Welcome to my no, brother. My brother, brother Mick. How old are you? i yeah. 46. No. 46.
3: <laughs> I know you, I know I don't look it, but <laughs> 46. Yeah, I'm yeah. going so, to welcome you to join
4: would, us in would, tonight, Chris. I was going to say, I hope I look that well when I'm 46, but I don't look that good now. No. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. I mean, look,
0: look,
1: look, look at me and Nick. Look at me and Nick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Basically, my brother Mick joined him in the show tonight. He came up to see me yesterday. Marvellous to see him. I haven't seen him for a few years. And uh, we had, um, well, we had a little bit of a Mr. Floor session, shall we, shall we say. A Mr. Floor proper session. Um, we had a, ooh, a little drink of rum in the house, then we went downstairs for one, uh, then to the vaults for two, and then to oh. the swamp for one, then the Talbot for one, and then back to the vaults for another two, yeah. and there's not much left in the liter of bottle of whiskey either. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, not a know? lot of work was done today. Was that was that just to celebrate a draw, Nick? A draw, yeah. You, you watch me when, I, when we get a win, kid <laughs> 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 oh dear, he's saying I still look a bit rough. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, you do a
0: bit rough, well, you know, yeah. you know. Okay, the gilet is back. The gilet is back. Look, uh, winter. Yeah, winter, yeah, winter, yeah. winter. Yeah. So, so uh, I've got to wrap up and keep warm because you know I'm a quite an old, frail git. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: When get gets your age, right, um, Mick's saying, in case you're wondering why I'm looking so rough. Uh, he tried to keep up with me last night. Poor little lad. I should have took his photograph with his gob out and fast asleep on the settee, <laughs> shouldn't I?
1: <laughs> yes, you should have, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, dear. Okay, Wayne, talk us through your career then. Oh,
3: jeez. You... Go on, yeah. Boxed, go on. Go for it, mate. Boxed for, for a long time. 25 years in Sartle and, you know, through the amateurs, got myself at the top of the tree as an amateur and then moved into the professionals. Won the English title, the British, the Commonwealth, the WBU world title, and also challenged for the IBF world title over in Switzerland as well, uh, mm-hmm. and finished really as manager for the British and Commonwealth. Uh, I got more pleasure out of coaching kids myself, and I started moving into the coaching side, which I'm still doing today. Uh, yeah. And so it was time to hang them up. Really, I think when you when you're doing something like that, you know your heart's got to be in it completely. I did enjoy. It. I love my career. I enjoyed the time in there, but when you're getting more of a buzz out of watching the kids coming through, mm-hmm. it was time for me to move on. And uh, I've left. You know, intact. Really, I left at the, at the top of the game, which is how I kind of wanted to leave out of it. I wasn't going to stay in the sport and uh, and end up taking defeats that I didn't need to. Uh, I'd set myself. up, thank, thank you. I've got a great a great coach in Paddy Lynch, who you guys probably heard of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. had Rob McCracken and stuff. And Paddy Lynch was not only my trainer but a great mentor as well. And he made sure I could come out of the sport with a few quid and and, and set up my own businesses and stuff after I finished. So uh, I sort of I retired from the sport rather than the sport retirement. Uh, and mm. I'm trying to obviously teach my kids now, get them to come out of the sport at the end of it, enjoy a great career, and come out of it and be able to have a life after, enjoy a life after it. So where uh, did the where yeah. did where did the nickname come from, mate? Mad Dog. Mad Dog was a, a mad period where uh, literally, you know, I stopped boxing when I was when I was 21 after the uh, ABA finals where I, I thought I got robbed. Where but on the day, and literally walked away from the sport. Really, my friend had just committed suicide, so I entered after a three-year gap. Uh, my friend had committed suicide, so I entered the ABAs in his memory and everyone said, I'm mad, you're not going to get past the first round, this is the elite championship, she must be crazy. Uh, and I had to enter for him and I went all the way to the final. As I say, I, I got robbed in the final, so I walked again free him, I'd let him down. Unfortunately for me, a few years later, uh, well, the mad dog came in that period after where I went off the rails, went up the town, you know, your domes and whatever else and you go out in the piss and all my pals know, he's a bit of a boxer, so, I ended up getting myself in loads of trouble, fighting all the time. And that's where it all came from, really, to be fair. I couldn't really handle my drink very well uh, and got myself into a, a few naughty situations. Uh, and that's where that that sort of came from, really, to be fair. When I spoke now, to turn the. That baby, round, Wayne. Go on, mate. How
0: did you turn that, that bad period round? Well, let
3: me tell you now, how I turned it round was unfortunately for me, my dad died in a car accident uh,
0: and they, it struck me to the bone.
3: Uh, to be fair. I remember going to the funeral and like literally, my dad never used to give me a lot of praise when I boxed, you know, I could knock a kid out in a round and my dad would say, what about that right hand eat move in the first round, son? You know, like about the results, you know, uh, so he kept me going. And I remember going to the, to the funeral and speaking to a lot of people at the funeral. And they're like, you're the star boxer. Your dad was always talking about and what have you. And I thought like, I'm not actually, I'm a bum at this moment in time. I'm just drinking. I'm fighting. I'm just being an idiot. Basically my life was completely out of control. Uh, and it's mad how you take things. I took the first thing mm. and went, come back into amateur boxing, a friend who committed suicide, and it was my dad. Unfortunately for me, the two worst things that have happened in my life uh, are used as a positive, rather than mm. going the other day and drinking more. I went, right, it's time to get back in the gym, and I'm going to try and make him proud, and all the way through my career, you know, right the way through the whole of my career, I used to have a picture of my best friend in one boot and a picture of my dad in the other, and I felt that I was fighting for them, not just me, uh, and that gave me that extra. I think if anything in life, you know, you need a reason, and they were my reason and uh, the reason why I wanted to win the titles and stuff. So, yeah, massive, massive influence. Quite on powerful, me.
0: actually, isn't it? You know, a picture of each, blimey. That's, that's quite Yeah, powerful. a
3: picture of each, and, yeah, in each boot. And uh, as I say, I'll be honest with you, after I beat Howard Eastman and, and become the first British fighter ever beating uh, in a 12-year reign that he had, uh, and I took the British and Commonwealth, after that fight, I had three more fights. But you know what? I never had the, I never had the picture in either boot because my dad remembered Howard Eastman. My dad would know Howard Eastman at the time. Uh, and I remember thinking after I beat him, it was the only fight where I really got emotionally attached at the end of the result. The mm. I remember him shouting, the winner and the new. And I just sank to my knees and I was like, <laughs> wow, I've done it. Wow. Uh, and that, for what me, part, part of me left me that day. Part of me left me that day because I was like, dad, i have beat him. You know, because uh, a lot of people rated him really high. So uh, it was kind of the end of my career as well in, in some respects. I'd achieved what I wanted to do. And hopefully from that result, I'd kind of made him proud. So uh, yeah. yeah, crazy.
0: I'm sure your dad was proud anyway. Wayne, and keep right up? Yeah, uh, Craig Courtney wants to know why blues?
3: Why blues? Yeah. Why? Why do I follow blues? Yeah. Mm. For How- me, i gr- well, I grew up in Sharding, To be fair, which is split both ways. You've got a you know a bit from the enemy and a bit from the blues as well. Why blues for me? It was, I literally just got caught up in that in, in in the path where all the lads are knocked about we were all blues fans. We just right. know, as a kid, that's it. Just I just followed that path like my, my, most kids do. You know, the Wasn't
1: a parent thing.
3: No, you it, it wasn't a parent. Go, no, no. Believe it or not, my my, my my dad wasn't really a sportsman. He done a, He thought he was a runner. He yeah. wasn't really into football and he wasn't really into into boxing as such. Although he liked the sports, yeah. he wasn't really an avid fan. So, yeah, it wasn't really from a parent perspective or even, you know, I've got no brothers, I was an only child, so it couldn't even be for that. So it was purely from me, from memory, it was from my pals. I mean, one of my pals, that, one of the guys I grew up with, and I know him well still today, Matty Fox, who played for the Blues, obviously. And yeah. Matty was a few years <laughs> older than me, but he was from my area. And I remember Matty no, just... and Tatey as well. Tatey as well, they were from my area. So obviously that that was <laughs> as well, seeing them guys going on and, and doing well. Uh, so obviously that, that was the, the, the pull for me, the law, and, and obviously it was a lot more local than what uh, than what Liverpool or any of the other big clubs were all about. You know, I could go and actually watch a game of football, and I find a lot of young kids were following the the Liverpools and stuff at that time. Uh, well, well, have, still do, don't they? Well, there is it. Yeah. Well, I still do, yeah, still do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, well, when now, was first what was your? Tell us about what
0: happened in Sweden then. Sorry, sorry. sorry well, tell us about what happened in Sweden. How did you get robbed?
3: Uh, no, in the ABAs, you mean? Yeah. yeah. In the ABAs. Yeah. In the yeah. ABAs uh, it was in the ABAs. It was basically, it was freestanding counts that I received uh, while I was in the ring. Uh, literally, you get freestanding counts and the fight's over. But there was, n- at no time was he in any trouble on any of them standing counts. So basically, the referee was from the same area as the kid that I was boxing. So it was just a okay. uh, quick way of getting yeah. him out there. The referee didn't ref again after that on the championships. He did come out, but that was no good to me because the national title had gone then. So, obviously, I was disillusioned with the sport and so forth at the amateur level. So, I didn't box amateur again. I literally went professional. So, at the age of 20 there, I was doing that. And then at 25, I was turning professional after, you know, so I had a lot of years out uh, where I'd gone off the rails. And you think you'd missed the boat. I boxed in the amateurs with people like Nazim Amid and stuff like that. I remember being down the pub with the lads and you're half-totting. You go, "Nazim Amid was on the telly. You're like, oh, I used to box with a short of You know what I mean? They think I was like pulling the leg kind of thing because I wasn't yeah. boxing at that time. Uh, but yeah, it was magic watching watch them all go on and do well and achieve and win titles. I was like, I oh, was at that level. Yeah, of course you was, Wayne. So again, it was a nice thing when I got to turn pro and I mm. turned with Frank Maloney, uh, and it was an opportunity for me really to then, you know, uh, prove if I was as good as what my dad said I was. That's mm. what it was all about for me to see if I could do it. And thankfully, you know, like I, say, I went on to, to to be number one in the country and so forth, like number number five in the world and uh, and so forth. So I done well in the end of it.
1: Some
5: great. Yeah. Did
3: you, did you, went, you went uh, over to America for a bit, didn't you, Wayne? I... I trained with uh, Marvin trying trainer Goody Petronelli. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I spent, yeah. to be fair, I, I went back for, probably for the like, four or five years I was back and forward in America. Goody actually wanted me to live in America, but obviously I've mm. got kids and to do that up even and to move over there, it was, it wasn't for me. Yeah. You know, I, for me, the biggest, the, the challenge, and I, I started working with Goody before I won the British title. So for me, it was kind of like uh, I wanted to be in Britain. I wanted, I wanted that British start. I think any, fighter, any professional fighter wants that British start. It's the best belt out there. You know, it's a, a beautiful belt. I'm so proud to be, a, you know, English champion. and British champion, obviously. So that's kind of kept me in that, this country uh, and continuing my career. And, and also I had a fantastic relationship with Paddy Lynch. To say, he was a, a great mentor for me. Uh, so, yeah, Goody was like, literally, I could go over to see Goody any time I wanted. It was a, mm-hmm. an experience. It was crazy the first time I went there. And you kind of like working out with Petra and then you come back and you see all the pictures of it, him with Hagler doing the runs. And, the, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I've just been in that gym. I've just been training with that guy. It was a crazy experience, surreal.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm. And who's your favourite fighter of all time, Wayne? You know what, I've got a few to be fair. Thankfully, yep. I've been lucky to meet him. Uh, my favourite fighter of all time. I used to love Sugar Allen. He was one of the ones that really got me oh, into it. Leonard, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah. brilliant fighter, which was crazy when I went to Hagler's gym. <laughs> 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 yeah, Hagler
2: yeah, was yeah. brilliant as well, wasn't
3: he? <laughs> yeah? uh, Hagler, was, Hagler was also, you know, one of my favourites. Uh, Mike Tyson. Uh, n- n- uh, more modern day, you'd probably say, I used to love Nigel Benn. Not yeah. the, the, the thing, but just, the, you know, the determination. I, I love Nigel Benn uh, Who else? Mike Tyson. Obviously, everyone liked Mike in his day and then early 20s. He was just phenomenal. I just said he was the only person that I would stay up till three o'clock in the morning. He'd knock the man out in 30 seconds, and I was happy. As you know, anyone else done that, Uh, you know, if Lennox done that or anyone else, you'd be like, you idiots. I've stayed up all night. Yeah, like that. 30 seconds work. Come on. (laughs) But you expected it with Tyson, and you were still buzzing (laughs) after the fight, you know. So, yeah, yeah, unbelievable fighters.
0: As a professional boxer. As a professional fighter though, you've got to go for that, haven't you? You've got to you can't you can't sit back on your laurels and and, and think, well, you know, I'm gonna run this out for half an hour just because there's an audience there. You, you're gonna yeah, batter them and get
3: it on. It's 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 styles mate fights and if I mean I, I was I wasn't a Mike Tyson kind of punch, but I could bang and I could knock a few people out and i had a, I had, a, I had a punch that commanded respect. I wasn't a, a, like the guy who who stopped me in five rounds, I wasn't an Arthur Abrams, I wasn't a one punch knockout person, but I had a, a punch of respect. Unfortunately, this game, you don't, you don't, like Tyson, you say, and you don't get paid for overtime. But at the same time, you can't put something that's not there. Some fighters just don't really have a punch. So they have to do, they have to run for 12 rounds or box for 12 rounds. They know they're not going to knock people out, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's difficult. You've just got to make sure you're prepared. I was always prepared whether it was going to go 12 rounds or whether it was going to go one round. Obviously, it was just a massive bonus if I could get them out early doors in a round yeah. or two. My, my, my ultimate aim was always to try and get them out sooner than the 12 rounds but you've yeah. got to prepare just in case that doesn't happen there's Mike Tyson yeah. found against Buster Douglas. Yeah. You know, he didn't prepare for 12 rounds and ended up getting knocked out. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So you're not always yeah. going to be
4: on top in the fight either, are you? And it's like, it must be so difficult when you're not to get yourself to the top and win the fight. I mean, I think more recently of Joshua when he fought Klitschko. Yeah. And he put, him on, he put him on the floor, obviously, and he came back to win, which was phenomenal. And, you know, what's it like when you're in the ring and you're in that
3: situation? It ticks the box. You know what? I'll be honest. I've not really had that happen to me. I wish it did. I wish okay. I was in one of them gunslinging fights. But I'll be honest. If I was on it 110% and I was on it and there wasn't any problems around it, I didn't find it hard uh, with Move any of them. If I wasn't yeah. there and my mind wasn't there, then yeah. literally the, the inevitable happened. You know, with the yeah. getting beaten and so forth and, and, and Macklin and so forth. Yeah, I, you know, if, I, if I'm there though, nine times, I didn't have that kind of, you know, where I had to really drag myself up and. And Rod wants it. Every boxer wants it, but unfortunately for me, if I was switched on, usually I kind of made it easy. I found the tactic just stayed with it. Yeah, you know, it's having that discipline, that you know, it's having the discipline to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair play. Mm-hmm. So okay. tell us, yeah. what was your what was your first Blues game then, Wayne? It was against the Villa. Believe it or not, was it? Yeah, it was against the Villa, and I come on and uh, I remember saying to to to, to Tom uh, in the side because he he was doing. I was doing an interview in the gym, and Tom was in there. Tom used to use our gym, and. Uh, and he said, I didn't know you played a bit of football, and you should come and play for us. And that's how it kind of started because I told him about obviously having trials when I was a yucky. Oh, you mean
4: when you played for the All-Stars, sorry? I meant like as a fan. Like, sorry. So, uh, yeah, because Wayne, you play for the All-Stars as well, don't you? Tom's team. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Go for what you. I meant was, what was your first yeah, yeah. match yeah. as a fan? Sorry, but yeah, t- that, tell us about that as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, a, yeah, so not my first one for the, obviously, uh, the All-Stars who, who, who played for, Tom got me on board there. And, uh, and I said, I debut against debut against the, to, to against the Villa. Uh, believe it or not, I remember sitting in the and I still do it now. And I want you to be fair. And I'll say to Tom and that like you know, obviously uh, we've got Kevin Francis playing at the time and a few of the others. And I would have got that, you know. And I say I'll say it when Devs is on for the crack, and that I'll be in the back and going, I would have scored that. I'm sure up Alcock, you know. Get me on there. I would have scored a few goals. But uh, I remember coming off. I remember coming off the bench and setting one up and uh, and, and we beat him two one on the day. It was one 0 down when I come on the park, uh, and I remember setting one up and, and literally uh, we beaten two one. Uh, and that was my first game from That was like 12, 12 years ago now. And me and Gordon Cowan's had a bit of a set-to on the park.
1: Oh, tell us more. Uh, <laughs> go on, go on.
3: Yeah, well, literally... I, I've never me, missed me that. Well, me, me, me and Sid, if you like, he crashed, in, he crashed into me and uh, he mm. kind of bounced off. And he was on the floor kicking and flying on the floor. And uh, he stood up and he got right into my face. And I went, mate, you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> and, he, and, and, and he looked round and he went, Maybe I am. <laughs> and literally walks away. And then and walks away, literally. At the end of the game, the evening mail pulled us. I've got the picture up in my shop. And the evening mail pulled us, can we have a picture? And, and Sid said, look, like, you ain't going to hit me, are you, Wayne? He went, it's all right. He said, i seen red mist, he said. And then I looked around. i seen like Daly and, 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 and Morley and that were like, literally, you're on your own. And I realised I sent it to the wrong person, kind of. No, it was, it, it was fun times, mate, to be fair as I say, to say. But yeah, it's... The, the first, the first game, to be fair, that I went down so uh, was what was it playing against? Who was you playing against when we went down? The first first one went down there. No, because I literally I went down in my football. I used to play for a local Sunday's League football team, yeah. uh, a Sunday team, and they they took me down to my first game. I'll be honest with you, yeah, the boxing for me was a saviour from being honest, I wasn't there every week because we didn't have any money. The truth yeah. be known that you know people. Well, I've said this anyway. People know the score. We. We, we, we was uh, I didn't have the money to, to go <laughs> to every match and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was my football team, my Sunday League football team that actually, uh, I used to play for Warhol and Royals. And these were the ones who literally sent me to my first game. Uh, uh, but yeah, because I, I couldn't, we couldn't afford it, mate, to be honest. Yeah, there was many yeah, a times yeah. even me boxing. And this is what I like about boxing. Uh, I remember going to my club uh, and literally uh, I'd turn up. Les, the guy who was my first coach, he was at Kinghurst was my first coach, and he'd like, literally, he knew I didn't have the money. It was only a pound, and the amount of times that I didn't have that pound, but he wouldn't embarrass me, and he'd just go on alcohol, goody up, get on the bags, you know, and, uh, and just let me crack on. And I love that about the sport of boxing to me was affordable. You know, the first four fights I had as a boxer, uh, the first four fights I had as a fighter, I boxed in someone else's boots, and then the parents of that kid bought me my first pair of boots. Oh, yeah, it was uh, oh. it, it, it was a, it was a, it, the only way for a kid from an area like mine if you like if i'm being honest for me was probably through football or boxing
0: mm. and that's
3: why i think you know you like your, your taties and stuff and that it's, a, it's a, it was an it was a window weren't it? it was a window opportunity sport gives so many kids from areas like with the ones i grew up in yeah. uh with your shardings and stuff like it gives mm. us so much of an opportunity to, to to earn a few quid really and to make a a career we never really look at education i play for you know your cricket and your football teams and your rugby. I played for all the sports teams at school. I excelled at sports. Uh, education. I, I'm being honest. I mean, I try and preach to the kids now to, to to work hard at school. And I wish I had done a little bit more as at school. But I think most of my aspirations was to obviously be either be a pro footballer or, or a pro boxer. And thankfully, mm-hmm. I managed to, I managed to make that happen. But I, I go into schools now and I speak to kids and I say, you know, God forbid if I would have got injured. Then you know I need an education to fall back on. So this is what I preach to these kids that are, you know going around. and they might be on the books, and you know yourself, and I know even more now. Now playing with the guys that I play with uh, for the for the All Stars and stuff. How how little or how, how many of them kids actually make it through to the the actual top tier, and there isn't very many. So you need, you need you do need a fallback, don't you? Definitely. Uh, mm. You know, so we try and preach on, on the education side a little bit more on that. Uh, oh, you live and learn. My yeah. two girls are in uni. Well, the ones just finishing off uni now, and so. You know, obviously, put, I've, I've put that onto them. So, yeah, it's a bit of a struggle, i uh say, for me, for me, uh, I think, as a, as a kid growing up, around here, that's what I'm trying to think. We've got a boxing club in Chimsy Wood. Obviously, I've got the club there. The two pros that have just gone pro with me, they're from Chimsy Wood. Uh, again, you know, an area where this is probably their escape route, really, and hopefully we can make them a few quid and they can uh, do what I do and, and do what they want in later in life, you know, much yeah, later yeah, in yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. 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 Themselves, so. yeah. Mm. fantastic, guys. Yeah.
2: Good stuff. Mm. Yeah.
5: I was going to say, Wayne, wait, wait, do, do you ever wish you could jump in a time machine and go back to having that choice of football or boxing? Would you ever wonder what would happen if you had a church football?
3: <laughs> well, you know what? I think, to be fair, it was probably a good job I did choose boxing because I don't think the actual, it kind of turned until much later on, did it? In terms of, uh, uh, well, no, no, I don't know. No, I I, now I've played with, with pros, if you like. You know, yeah. now I've played with pros. Now I've been out on the my part with Devlin and Kenner and the likes of and Carzy yeah. and all them guys. I kind of know that. I think in the heart, in the heart of hearts, that I probably wouldn't have made made it. Or if mm. I did make it, it would have been right at the lower tier. Possibly yeah. uh, would I have got the same sort of result success as I did as a boxer? I don't think mm. I would have. So if I'm looking at it like that, then no, would I've been? You know, one of the one of the fight, uh, one of the stun players like I was as a fighter, so to speak, then probably no. So I think I probably made the right decision. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, uh, it's crazy because while I was still boxing, I was actually a pro boxer. I remember uh, breaking my finger before a British title Mm defence. That's how much I love football. Whereas really, should I have been playing football? Should I help? But I I, I can't help myself. You know, I wanted to still play. Did you? you you Football. football, (laughs) Football's my passion. Football's my love. I love football. You know, I love boxing. But yeah. I think you've just got to look at it, I say to some of the kids now that are good at football and boxing, it's kind of, it is hard, it is that decision to make, but you've got to kind of look at what one you're going to probably excel at more and what you're mm-hmm. going to get the most out of. So I think on that score, I think, yeah, definitely, I probably went down the right route, but don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, if I could have put a blue shirt and play for the Blues, like oh, we do, every yeah, that's yeah. The, the beauty of playing for the All-Stars, and now we get to play at the Blues. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, 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 me, and, uh... Mental, mental. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pete's
0: asking the question here, he says, can we talk Wayne into doing a charity fight with that Lahore <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, no. But I, I, unfortunately,
3: I've done a charity fight at the Blues Ground. They got me every time. We've done one at the Blues Grand with Tony Okie Koki from Portsmouth, the former light heavyweight British Commonwealth champion. And uh, and I said that was for one. Not only we raised a hell of a lot of money for Libby May's charity, a local charity that support incubators. he probably mm-hmm. heard guys. Yeah, yeah, anyway, I've done a lot of stuff there the Blues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we raised a hell of a lot of money for them. And they they pulled me out of retirement because they were doing it at the Blues. And it was like, you've ticked one off my bucket list there <laughs> as a pro boxer. And I have loved to have boxed at the Blues. I mean, David, uh, the, the golds brought me down there after I won the title and stuff. And uh, they were like, actually, we were speaking about, obviously, the opportunity to box at the Blues if I'd got to that level of, you know, winning a world title or whatever it may be. It never quite materialised. So, obviously, I'd retired. So, to get me out of retirement after eight years, uh, being retired you know it was like it's at the Birmingham City ground I'm like wag yeah I mean <laughs> come on next let's yeah, do it got to know. you know after um, the league. Craig Courtney's asking who do you think would win out of AJ and the Gypsy King you know it's hard work to be fair I'll be honest it's styles make fights uh, and you, you can look at it and on paper you can say you know literally you think you've got to slightly lean towards Fury he's just got that movement mm-hmm. and so forth but you never know you know AJ's got a big shot I mean both of them have proved that they, you know, if they get caught, they can get hurt. So yeah. you can really say it's like he's got an iron chin. Neither of them have got an iron chin in that score. But this is heavyweight boxing, yeah. and anything can happen. AJ's a lot taller. There's a little, not much difference in the height, you know. So it just depends on on what style. Who's on their A-game on the night? Sometimes I think in boxing at that level, at yeah, the top yeah. level, it's just who's going to bring their A-game on the night. Frame, yeah. uh, Frame of mind, true. I think, <laughs> as well. Frame yeah. of mind on the night as well. Yeah, Which 100%. Was, for the king, you know. You know he's
1: had the days.
3: game's 70% mental, you know, for yeah, me. Yeah. I've met both yeah. the guys and they're both great guys. I mean, I went yeah. down with my guys down sparring at uh, Ricky Hutton's gym and Tyson was there, uh, Fury was there with, with Billy Joe Saunders on the day. Uh, and, and, you know, this is the mark of a good man now. He came over to me out of his way. Remember, he's just boxed, he beat Wilder, and all the rest of it. And he's he's been at this top level. And he come over to me and he said, "Mr. Alcock," he said, "the last time I seen you was on your undercard." And he was talking about me last ever fought it's on the MacLean fight. But as I wow. say, you know, it just shows how humble the guy is. You know, he yeah, yeah. spoke to me for a bit, and I was like, "Well," and I was going to me lads, "Did you hear that?" You know, that's how yeah. I want you to be. You know, yeah. keep your feet on your ground. And he's yeah. such a great bloke. And as I say, yeah. AJ, I met him, and he was exactly the same. You know, I remember. People, had uh, he took some pictures with people, and literally was in the back room. He was in the green. He was in the back room at the back, all having a meal. And the promoter came up and said, "Like you know, the, the guys are out there. That you know, they want to get these signed and that signed. And I've told them, to, you know, don't worry about it. Just have you, just have your meal. Don't worry about them." He went, "No, they've paid the good money." He said, "Bring the pictures here. I'll sign them." You know, his dinner went cold. He sat there signing all those pictures. They paid their own their money. So both of them have showed me. You know, I, I yeah, like yeah. both of them. Even yeah, yeah. As yeah. yeah. boxers, you know, you know, I just think like, you know. I'll be honest, I think Fury has got has has got the answer. But Mm. we know what Fury can be like sometimes, and if he's not switched on, then you never bloody know. Yeah, he's he's Um, had
1: had a few demons in his past, hasn't he? He has, yeah, yeah, he has. He
3: He looks like a a good I'm glad of. But yeah, it's Mm. just the same stars make fights. We look it looks so easy on paper. There's Mm. guys that I used to put that I've boxed and I've knocked out. And I've watched them after, and I thought, bloody hell, good is he? Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, how, he wasn't that how
3: good against me, it? was he? <laughs> he just depe- yeah, it just depends on the night range, I don't know, yeah, yeah, it, especially yeah. at heavyweight. you just seen it with, uh, with, with White the other night and Povetkin. Yes. You know, that was the thing, like, everyone expected White just to blow him away. And here he was, he was, he was on his backside being counted out. So yeah. it's yeah. heavyweight boxing, and that's why we all love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nick, yeah. Nick, yeah.
1: Nick, you want to come in, Nick?
0: Yeah, um, some questions coming in. Jackie Blossom-Barton says, uh, a charity fight with grease ball and give him a real reason to go down. <laughs> one, yeah. Brenda Brown says hello to all the Birmingham City fans. Jeremy says hello too. And Brenda wants you to show off your muscles, Wayne. Uh, are you a Brum side? If not, throw bad eggs at you. Yeah, he's a blues. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely, a definitely. He's a definitely, blues. Definitely. Show off your muscles. Go on. Just go on. For oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're not as good as they used to be. Hey. <laughs> Ten years of <laughs> retirement.
0: Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Uh right, okay. How often do you get down the blues then?
3: Not as often as I'd like now. Uh, purely because I run a shop and I'm in the yep. shop literally seven days a week now. Uh it's all about putting bread on the table. Unfortunately, I can't. I mean, I was going down a lot when I was when I was literally well, when I was when I was boxing, I was down there regular because mm. I had the timing. You have your fight and you have like three months off and stuff. So you've got a lot of time to to go down and stuff. But now running a business, I'm in the I'm in the shop literally every day, other than a Friday, Uh and then literally from there I go from there to the gym, which is where I've come from tonight. I've got a shop tonight. <laughs> uh, we well, do sorry, boxing sorry. gear. It's in, it's, in, it's called Mad Dogs Boxing. It's over in Sutton Coldfield, okay, uh, yeah. and we we do all boxing gear. So uh, yeah. we've had. But the boxing world supported it really well. We had Casemiro in the other week. He was a world champion, WBO mm-hmm, world champion, yeah. with Manny as manager. They landed oh. in the store to buy some boots. And uh, <laughs> it's always nice to see, you know, I get a buzz off them. I didn't think I'd go into retail, but mm. I get a buzz out of seeing the fighters. I've had the British champion there, Jelson Wellborn, And we've had quite a few lads coming. like literally the day before they're fighting and stuff. And I kind of get that buzz off them you know, uh, before they're about to fight. And mm. I see all the young kids in there as well. We're doing a bit of coaching in store, you know, yeah, yeah. helping the young kids. That's so that's why I went into it, really. I got into it because I didn't feel there was a shop around that would give you the advice. You know, I spoke to the suppliers and they are like, who's actually done something in the sport? You know, I mean, obviously I've done it as an amateur. I've done it as a pro. I've been a pr- an amateur trainer and a professional trainer there. Mm. Uh, I've done it all, every level. So, you know, who the you know, it'd be like if if there was a football shop and you had mm-hmm. someone like that mm-hmm. running in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be that kind of thing, really, to get the right advice. So uh that's where I'm at. So I'm there every day, basically, pretty much, trying to earn sure. a living there the hard way. Well, you don't hard have any
0: people nicking anything out your shop, do you? <laughs> no, we don't. Mate. Not, not yet. That's
3: why I keep myself pretty fit, just in case I have to get on a run. But, uh, <laughs> no, uh, but, but, but yeah, j- no joking about. It, like, I'm in the I'm in the shop every day, and then I'm in the gym pretty much every night, other than the you know. So it's it's. It's difficult. Uh, so a lot of the time, we try and get onto the Blues TV. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll try and watch, the, uh, watch it on Blues TV if we get a chance. Uh, or I'll just have to watch the all odds after. Or listen to it on the radio. Yeah. Every way I can listen to it on the day, really, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. One, mm-hmm. one of my... Co- one, one, one of the one of the uh, things from me coaches basically you've got you've got to follow the blues to be one of my coaches at my gym. So oh thank yeah. we've got all the lads there in blue noses, So it's it's good stuff, <laughs> mate. We will have a good crack.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Lee Lee yeah. wants Lee to know. Fothergill. I'm sorry, you're going to do the same question, go on.
0: No, you're man. right, Chris. You go.
1: Okay, uh, Lee uh, Lee Fothergill was going to say a question for Wayne. Yeah, who was the toughest opponent he ever faced?
3: I'm gonna say I've, I've, got, I've got to say Howard Eastman, who'd had 43 odd fights and never been beat by a British fighter before. On uh, He's only been Lonsdale beat Bell, by yeah. uh, Lonsdale belt. Yeah, yeah he'd yeah. only ever been beat by Bernard Hopkins, who you might have heard of. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bernard yeah. Hopkins, <laughs> uh, William Joppy, and Arthur Abrams, who actually I, I went to box myself. So he'd only even yeah. been beat by them guys. So to be the first British fighter to beat him, and I think Sky Sports pulled out of it before the fight. So Paddy Lynch actually fronted his own money to make that fight happen because uh, Sky Sports pulled out, and their reason was, Wayne will not last four rounds. Yep. So it was wow. nice to get the win and the 12-round So definitely my <laughs> hardest fight, yeah. Are
5: you, are you one for looking at YouTube and all the rest of it, Wayne? When you get, you know, five minutes, do you look at your old fights or
3: do you sort of let it go a bit? Not really. I've kind of let it go, really. You know, I used to, I used to really get upset. <laughs> not upset, that's the wrong word to use, really. Mm. Uh, when I do the amateur boxes now, obviously I run all over the country. And it used to really used to knock me a little bit if you're at an amateur show. Uh, and then they'd literally, you would say, you know, in the corner, Wayne Alcott, former British, whatever. Yeah. I was like, it's not my night now. It's the kids. I've had my time. You know, it's, it's the kids in the ring. Like it's 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 their time now. So, yeah, I don't really don't really go over. You, you don't know, reminisce uh, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Nah, no, no. What well, you got to move on, haven't you? I, my my it. as a as a as a boxer, I wanted to be number one. I achieved that. My job now is I want to be number one coach in the country. You know, so you, it's just yeah. it's just different goals. I want to be the best mm-hmm. coach in the country. I want you know. So that's, that's my, my aim at the moment. Oh, uh, so, a different yeah, to no move forward. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. you know, horses for courses. And a lot to say for me, uh, I love the coaching side. And it's all about proving that now I've gone into the... Pro- I've been an amateur for nine years. We've produced uh, eight national champions. So now as a professional, hopefully I can start producing champions as a professional and, and, and prove myself there as a coach as well. So uh, yeah. different goals now, different goals. Mm, yeah. I think you've if got you, all... You'd never let it go, would you? You'd never no, let it go. No, no. And this no, is a trouble just... I, I, this is why yeah. when people talk about, you know, I mean, I started training via lockdown because my shop was closed for three months and so forth. Mm. So I started getting myself running every day and training like as if I was coming going to come back. And the amount of people that contacted me were like, you're making a Oh, come on, Wayne, come out of retirement. You should make a comeback. But you've got to have that hunger for it. And it's, it's not that, it's my, my buzz now is I get a buzz off the kids. all the people. You know, the kids that are coming through and, and watching them, make mm-hmm. you know, succeed and, and being a part of their journey, really.
5: Uh, and we'll you that, would me. you ever?
3: I'll say, would you ever step back in the ring? I did. I did for one night only, I did it at the Blues two years ago, yeah, 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 and it yeah. was the first and only time I would do it. Uh There's no, there's nothing it. for me to prove because there's no what what can I do? I've won the titles that you can win.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: There's mm-hmm. nothing there to prove. Just to say oh, I've got in the ring, it's, it doesn't yeah, do it yeah. for me. It yeah. would, you know, would have to come back and it literally have to be on a title level sort of thing. So yeah, there wouldn't be anything really to to lure me back in. I ain't gonna lie. It's a very, very tough sport. And at the end of it, I was literally riddled with injuries. You know, uh, I used to have cortisone in my elbow, cortisone in my hand. Uh, just just a lot of injuries that we used to have to go through at the end of it. A little niggle. I think I was 35, 36 when I kind of retired. And even at that age, then it gets harder and harder. Yeah, you know yeah. yourself. You know, you get a little knock and it's not something that as a young kid, you used to run off in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Sometimes they last year for, for months, you know. So it was just getting harder and harder for me to get through training. And the worst thing was, it was to get up for it, you know, to really yeah. get up for the for the fight as yeah. well. It's the dieting yeah. you've got to do. You know, I was 13 stone, uh, really around 13 stone uh, walking around. I used to have to get down to 11.6. Now, if I tell you now, I'm like near enough, um, I make 12, 13 at the minute. So I'm not buying off my walk-around weight when I was boxing. You can imagine me. If you look at me now, you'll see that I'm not really carrying a lot of weight. No. So to get down to 11.6, I used to look like I, was, like I was ill. But a lot of fighters did that. And you do that, and there's a sacrifice. The mood swings, the, the dieting, that yeah, you can't yeah. go out partying. You, you know, there's lots of stuff that you, you can't do that I – I love a curry and I love a beer on the weekend There too much. Yeah. Mm. Too much.
1: so oh, <laughs> don't we all
0: don't we all the yeah. Wayne when we all come meet up again can you come to one of our accessory blues coffee mornings that's an invite we'll make you tea or coffee and a sandwich oh, of course we'll yeah I'd love to probably and Steve Portman wants to know what's your favorite piece of memorabilia favorite piece of memorabilia that uh, they're I own
1: yeah
3: yeah 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 oh yeah sorry I would probably say, if I'm being honest, my favourite piece would probably be a Mike Tyson signed glove he personally signed for me. And a Roy Jones Jr. personally signed glove. Because uh, they were both of my two favourite fighters. So, uh, I would probably say that's my, my favourite piece. I actually had, uh, originally, I had, remember when 4 was with us? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I was, I was in London at the time, training in London. I used to train at the old Emory Cooper gym. Uh, and I remember someone asked me to raise some money for someone down here as wanting to buy an electric chair and so forth. So I said, listen, I'm, I used to actually work with the Chelsea physios and stuff because uh, for injuries. Uh, and I used to go down to their training ground. And I remember at the time saying, let me get a shirt from you guys down here. And they said, oh, the only shirt we've got down here, Wayne, is a four-seller one because he's <laughs> obviously with you. And I was like, that's even better. So I was buzzing at the time. Actually, no, I'm actually lying here. I actually said to him on the day, can I get a shirt signed by you guys? And It was a for sale shirt. And I was like, brilliant. So Joe Cole, all the boys at that, around that era, they all signed the shirt for me and stuff. And I was coming back to Brum. And literally someone rang me and said, we're trying to raise money for a young kid. Now, this kid, I don't know if you've ever seen the video I've done on. I've done a video not long back. He's actually in a wheelchair and I, he comes into my gym. And every year I get into a wheelchair with him and we have a bit of a fight. Uh, and, That's brilliant. and literally, he's winning me at the minute. He's 2-1 up on me at the minute. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so we, his mum said, like, literally no one will have him in the gym. He can't go in. He's in a wheelchair, blah, blah, blah. And so I got him in the gym and, and we, we learned him how to box, basically. And then every year he gets to fight me. And he's beat me so far. He's 2-1 up at the moment. But uh, anyway, Sam difficult. was the person that I raised the, the, raise the money for. Now, I'm joking now. I said to the kid, so we raised this money, I said, I've got this shirt for, so I, like, I can get another one anyway. I didn't manage to get another one in the end. Mm-hmm. But I ended up bringing it back and giving it down. It obviously, raised a fair few. Because at the time, it was when Abramovich and whatever it just took over, and Chelsea were yeah. massive. Right? No, so mm-hmm. they, they raised a lot of money for this shirt. But I remember saying yeah. to the kid, he was the Villa fan, and I said, look... I'll, get, I'll give you this shirt, but only if you have a blue... I don't want you to have a... a, a You've got to have a blue wheelchair, uh, electric wheelchair. It has to be blue. And he actually did. I was only joking, obviously. But he actually did get a blue wheelchair in the end. But Brilliant. I still see the kid to this day, you know. But uh, that would probably have been my favourite piece of memorabilia in some respects if, if I'd kept hold of it. But it's got to be the Tyson and the Roy Jones glove,
0: I'd say. A bit unique, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just
4: oh, yeah, massive. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Here's
3: one from yeah. me, Wayne. What's your favorite ever boxing film? Uh, ooh. gotta be Raging Bull. right? Uh, you know what? The mad thing is, uh, right? I love Raging Ball. He was mad because I met, I met uh, Jake mm-hmm. Lamotta. Lamotta. I met him when he was yeah, down here before he passed away. I met him and it was crazy because he'd done a little talk and that. And it was like, he went back to the film and he says a lot of the stuff word for word, you know, they're doing these, these after dinner speeches and that they usually sort of program, but uh, what a tough, look, what a tough, tough man he was. And uh, obviously he fought Robinson in my eyes and we trained, it was before my time really. But if you look back at the things, Pro- Robinson was probably the greatest fighter that ever lived, mm. you know, and my trainer yeah, would always yeah. tell me that, you know, fantastic fighter. So probably raging ball. I did actually like the fighter as well, believe it or not, yeah. which is a more, more modern sort of thing. And obviously, uh, how can you not like the Rocky films, but when you're actually uh, a boxer yourself, you realize it's a little bit far away from where you want to be? <laughs> I think yeah. Rocky was part of the reason why I used to go around to schools, uh, just to prove that all boxers wasn't that stupid. You weren't chasing any chickens around the I, car. I, box. So I've, ne- I've never chased any chickens, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no. I've chased a few birds, but I've never chased a <laughs> <laughs> But uh, well, yeah. It, it, it was part of the reason why I wanted to go go into schools, really, and speak to kids in schools and stuff. I loved Rocky for what it did for the sport. Don't get me wrong, you know. It made boxing massive. But the way yeah. he was portrayed, it was kind of like all boxers. Most people, you know yourself, right? Yeah. A lot of people looked at a boxer and just thought, he's thick. He's got his bangs to be thick if he's a boxer. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was far from true. Most of the most... Uh, the best boxers out there—you, Roy Jones, you Sugar Ray and stuff. Speaking to them guys, even Mike Tyson, you know the brains them guys have got—it's oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, unreal. Yeah, yeah. You know the best fighters I believe in. You, you know I've never met Mayweather, but I believe Mayweather's quite a smart guy as well. But most yeah. of the ones that are at the top of the game are smart because this game mm-hmm. is all about how you use It's you've not got broad. It. And that's my, 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 my business, my coaching business, Box Clever. That's what that's all about. It's called Box Clever. You know, literally, mm. it's not all about the brawn. And when we try and show the kids, and I, I would have fights where literally Paddy would have something together for me. And it'd probably be one or two punches off a certain combination because he'd watch the opponent that I was fighting. Uh, mm. But that, if he'd done his homework right, that would probably get me an early night in the ring, and then finishing mm. it early. And, 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 but they don't realise it's not just about two blokes trying to knock 10 balls out of each other. It's it, there's a lot of thought. it's a chess question, Yeah,
0: yeah, there's a hell of a lot more yeah, to, it, to it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Great questions coming in, Daniel Ricketts. Uh, you do know Roy Jones Junior is fighting Mike Tyson. Who are you backing there, Wayne? Oh. oh, no, I'm on the fence, lads. I'm
3: on the fence. I'm sorry, both serving yeah. idols. Uh, but I think I believe fit. it's going to be a, it's yeah. going to be an ex- exhibition. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't believe it'll be a proper fight. I think it'll be an exhibition. To be honest, when I done that exhibition with Tony Hoke, uh well, he was exhibition fight well listen if you watch the fight you'd think that we literally hated each other yeah. but we said at the end of the fight like you know call it a draw because we've both done it for free so why well, should anyone take a loss so mm-hmm. we, we just called it a draw and let the audience decide on who they thought won or lost the fight i think what, what they're doing they're trying to raise money for a charity yeah sure uh, yeah, yeah. I, I really don't think there will be probably a result of it at the end i think it'll be probably their hands both hands raised to be fair which is rightly so because they're doing it for a great course.
0: Yeah, grand. Uh, Craig Courtney says you're a true gent. And yes, uh, Craig. A- Auntie Linda. Let me just scroll that one down. Oh dear, excuse me.
1: There's loads of questions coming in thick and fast.
0: Yeah, uh, Auntie Linda says, uh, proper geezer so humble with a big blue little heart. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, uh, Trevor Smith, <laughs> what is Ricky Hatton like as a person?
3: Brilliant, lovely guy. Yeah. You know, let me tell you a quick one about Ricky. I'm boxing at the M uh, the M E N Arena. It's my first fight. Uh, for a world title, my first title fight, I should say, I was fighting a guy called Anthony Farnell over twelve rounds for the WBA world title. At the time, Ricky Hatt was on the same bill. He was topping the bill, and he was fighting against a guy called Vince Phillips again for the WBA top, BU title, but at light welter. Now, before we boxed, Ricky coming into the changing room. Now he was in the same camp as Anthony Farnell, and wished me all the best. He said, "You seem a nice guy." I didn't really. I'd met him, but we come on the same sort of shows. We boxed on the same sort of shows, but I didn't really know him that great. Uh, and, he, and when he come in and sort of says to me, you know, you know you're, you're a nice guy. And I just wish you all the best. May the best man win kind of thing. He kind of won me over. And I, I speak mm-hmm. to Ricky a lot now. We go up to his gym quite a bit. Uh, and yeah. honestly, he's so down to earth. Yeah, nice uh, he's great. unreal. Uh, and like most boxers are, I'll be honest. And, and, and a lot of sportsmen in general. As I say, we've not come from, from rich pickings a lot of the time. So we, we appreciate the, the, the people around us and, and the supporters and the fans and so forth. So, you know, yeah, he's, he's a lovely guy. A, a great guy. Good fighter
0: as well. I've been doing this for 10 10 long years. We've been doing this for, and we've never had anybody who's so far up their own backside come and talk with us, not ever, not one one guest ever. No, No, I've found that. Just to find out that these, you know, stars, and the stars in in the world are just normal people Mm. who, you know, yeah, I tell you what, I used to, I, I used to actually, well, I sorry comments, How to
3: interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 used, I used to get kind of like, I used to feel, I mean, obviously it was very, it's very humbling when, when you get someone coming. I, I've been in like, literally, you've been out and about and someone will come up to you and sort of say, I used to love watching all your fights, Wayne, massive fan, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's like, where's all your, uh, what did he say to me? It was kind of like, he thought it'd be a big entourage and I'd have loads of people around and all that sort of stuff like, I was the sort of guy like say, keep my feet to the ground. I'm saying, what do you do, mate? And he's like, well, I, I don't know, I'm a painter and decorator. Well, I can't paint and decorate to save me life, mate. So I respect people <laughs> yeah, for that. And I, think, yeah, yeah. If, if, I think if sportsmen look at it that way, there's lots of things that I can't do, you know, mm. physically can't do. It. And I used to look at it like yeah. that, really. So what you do, mate? You're a mechanic. I ain't got a clue about cars. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. everyone's got something they're good at. I was just looking that for me it was boxing and you're going to have guys there that were good at football and, and whatever they, you know, everyone's got mm. something they were good at. You guys are already good at this bloody show. Obviously, that's why you've been doing it so long. You know, it's whatever it Just keep yourself, just keep your feet on. All I'm going to say, my message really is to the young kids coming through and that, just keep your feet on the ground. Keep your feet on the ground. Stay humble.
0: With the education system now as it is, yeah, do, yeah. They There's a national curriculum, and I get it. I get it. Right. But once somebody has developed something that they're good at, they are absolutely poor at developing and pushing that person in the right direction. Mm.
3: Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Do what I, you're good I at. Agree.
0: That's what I was saying last week. You know, let the manager manage. Yeah. I couldn't mm. manage a football team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. I couldn't yeah. get in a boxing ring. I'd fall over the rope. <laughs> yeah. You know I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see that.
1: I want to see that.
0: <laughs> oh, cheers, Chris. <laughs> uh, i got to say um, a massive, massive, massive debt of gratitude for you not being killed this week, Chris Brown. Great, Thank you very uh, much. Thank you very much. Much. Yeah. Yeah, so nearly yeah, that was uh, not been. the most close one, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, nearly died, yep, yep, nearly
4: died.
0: Yeah, no, mate, glad yeah. to see you're all right, mate, I promise you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On your
4: birthday as well, wasn't it? It was Colin. on my birthday,
1: yeah. yeah. Just just let people know, a uh, 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 runaway articulated lorry driven by one of our foreign friends decided to play into the side of me and not stop on the stop lines. And they went straight into the side of me and pushed my car over to the other side of the um, road. But I got out of it. So, you know, it's only metal in the end, isn't it?
3: Very lucky, mate. Very lucky. Yeah. Yeah, It's Um, only metal. metal. So there you
0: go. Steve Portman says that you're a top bloke. Giving back is always the greatest gift. And Mm -hmm. uh, that memory, he said, Linda, We'll stay with that lad forever. Well done. A nice yeah, one. just
1: just, got, just going yeah. just going back to that um, the, the memorabilia thing. Uh, this is this is not a question or an answer really. Just uh, Steve Portman says uh, that was a great thing to do, Wayne. The greatest memorabilia then is the lad you saved.
3: Helped. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah Come in. Right. If,
0: if you see a lad in the gym, yeah, yeah. And he's co- you you look at him and you think you know what I, I think you're off the rails a little bit. Do you take him aside personally and uh, have a little word?
3: You know what? It's really strange because I, like I say, I was as, as a kid you know, when I left school. When I left school, I left school with a certificate uh, that it was called the survival award. When I was about fourteen, stroke fifteen, I took boxing up. Before that, I was an absolute nightmare for every for the teachers uh, wagging it. God knows what I was a nightmare for all them years. And then, so when I left, obviously, boxing changed my mind completely or changed the way I fought and, and, and channeled me. That's why I created the business, because I thought if it could save me, it will save a lot of kids. So I started boxing, when it changed me, uh, and I stopped fighting and literally, you know, you'd literally have to throw a punch at me to, to get me to do anything. But anyway, yeah. when I left school, I got something called the Survival Award, and the Survival Award, it was for the person that was most likely to be excluded but survived and improved beyond recognition. Now, that was all down to the boxing. They gave me a little certificate. And a little award of it and stuff. Imagine i doing something like that today, it'd be absolutely <laughs> mental. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so I'll be honest, I, I connect with these kids, you know, the ones that are off the rails. The two that yeah, I've got yeah. there, the one that the first kid I ever trained, I'll be honest, this is the first kid I ever trained. He's just about to turn pro. His name's Elliot Hurley. Look out for him because he will be a star. He's Unreal fighter, unreal fighter. And everyone's Brandon Jones. He's won like three national titles already. And again, massive, massive uh, hopes for both of them. But anyway, Elliot comes to me as an 11-year-old kid. The uh, councillor had sent him to me and said, this kid is a nightmare. He don't stay on sessions. He don't do this. If you can work with him, then you can work with anyone. Because basically, I've been asked to come and help out. Because I said, you're you're a local guy. Can you help out with the local kids and inspire them and stuff? So I decided to do it. But then before it all came about, the woman that was bringing me in got took away from the situation, lost the job. And so someone else came in and said, well, hang on. We was going to pay you X, Y, and Z. And so mm-hmm. if we're going to pay that sort of money, we could have three coaches for that. I said, yeah, but them three coaches haven't done what I've done. They're not going to inspire the kids the way I do. I said, well, just give me an opportunity. Don't give me a contract. Just give me an opportunity. Actually, Box Clever, it was their main provider, was a cellular coach, and we with been for like 11 years. But they went, all right, then we're going to take a chance on you, but we're going to send you the worst kid we've got. So the same with this kid, honest, the same with this kid, and it was Elliot, he's still with me now, as I say. He turns up in his school uniform with his mum. He's 11, he turns around to me and says, I don't care who you are. I'm only here because she's dragged me here and that's his mum. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, all right, fair enough, I'm going to have my work cut out here. He said, I don't really want to do this. I went, look, let me show you what you could be doing. I'm going to fail here. It's my first coaching job. And I'm going to fail here if I don't get involved. So I'll get the skipping rope and start showing him a few of the tricks with the skipping rope. How would you like that? Yeah, it's really good. Do you want to have a go? He said, not really, no. Oh, fair enough. Got the gloves on, started it in the bag, showing him a few combinations on the bag. Would you want to learn that? He said, oh, not, not really, no. I thought, oh, this is going to go down, you know, like a lead balloon, this one. So anyway, I got the guy who brought me in to stand up with him. I so said, stand up with him, please. And we're just taking through a few, you know, basic steps and stuff, mm-hmm. So which is what we did. Anyway, I could see he was getting into it a little bit more as I said, like, stand up, what are you? I'm left-handed or you're a safe ball. All right, get your right leg forward and start getting him in all the stance and whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I, I got it, I got the pads on and I started doing a little bit of pad work with him slowly. Yeah, throw that onto there and getting him on the pads, and I could see he was getting into. It. So I said, you know what, son, there's a little bit, you've got you've got potential there. I think you could do quite well. He meant really I'm boosting him up, obviously. And he, started, he starts getting into it a little bit more, but we're only about five minutes before the end of the lesson. So I said, "You know what? We're, we're out of time now. Hopefully, I'll see you next week." And he, he off he goes. He was still in his school uniform. Anyway, the, he says, uh, "Have you have you actually boxed before yourself? I went you've done a little bit." <laughs> <laughs> Put my name to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah. Anyway, so he goes away. The next week he turns up. He's in a tracksuit. You know, can I help you, Mr Alcock? And he's helped me get all the stuff out the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the <laughs> container out the back. And as I say, the kid's still with me today. That's from the age of 11. Ooh, wait, this this, sounds, like, this right.
1: sounds like a film in the making, Wayne, <laughs> <laughs> that does. That. Yeah. Oh, just, mate, yeah.
3: I've, yeah. Had a, I've had a crazy life, mate. If I just, <laughs> only, only briefly touched it, but we'd be here all night, mate. We haven't got enough time. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Nick. So
4: we asked you to do, um, oh, should we get
3: on to Wayne
4: 1, one to 11? Oh, yeah, go on, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go we asked on. you to do a 1 to 11, do not we, Wayne? The player from... Obviously, your favourite blues players from uh, all yeah. your time following the club, and obviously, you could, obviously, a bit of what you played with as well. Some of them, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it did,
3: did come from that. To be fair, because obviously, uh, it's different. I mean, imagine like me, me being on the part with these guys. You know, I looked up to these guys. It was crazy because when I was in London, and obviously Joe Cole, and that was a massive boxing fan. And it's like mm. you're watching him playing, and you're like, wow, well, this is mad that they're coming up to me." Wayne, like, I watch all your fights, and that is, <laughs> it was weird. There's just mutual respect, I think, between sportsmen you know, achieve at a decent level to be fair. So being mm-hmm. on the part with these guys to say that I've I've put some of them in my in my in my all time favourites. And to be honest, before I started playing for the All Stars, they might some of them might not have been in that yeah at the start, <laughs> but being playing alongside them and seeing that they you know, remember we all go around the country, all around the country playing and raising money with with the blues badge on. You know, these guys are blues through and through, even in yeah. retirement now, you know, yeah. to turn up and play the games that we play and that. So yeah, for me to not add them in there, uh, you know, I think that, you know, they've turned into my favourite players and also my pals as well, which is even better. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> far
1: away so Shall we, we start
3: with the goalkeeper?
1: Go on, start with the goalkeeper. Come on, Wayne.
3: Taylor. <laughs> okay. Mark Mark Taylor, yeah. Taylor. Yeah. 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 Love him, mate. Love him. Trying to think
0: of his name last night. Thanks for that.
3: <laughs> different, different level, mate. Different level, you know. Right, uh, goalie know. That's brilliant. Well, that's where we were struggling for the Blues, to be fair, at one stage. We didn't really have a... I mean, Paul, he plays for us as well sometimes, you know what I mean? But, yeah, just mm. unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Unbelievable to yeah. watch when he played. But even now, in, in retirement, <laughs> now, I mean, he, did, he yeah. comes out and plays up front every now and again. did you realise he was a striker before. Yeah, he yeah. Was in the army, yeah. yeah. I didn't like that side to you because it means I don't get a game when he wants to go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've gone for Kenner.
0: Yeah, Jack. Yeah.
3: Good
4: old Jeff, Quality oh, yeah. one. We yeah, had him towards the end mate. of his career for a few years, but he was quality. Absolutely yeah, brilliant.
3: No, you can just tell the level he's, you know, the level he played at, uh, yeah. the way he reads the game. Yeah. I mean, he plays more for mid, more in midfield for us guys and stuff. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, just he's all-round games, unreal. You yeah. know, fantastic player. Obviously, them yeah. two there, I play with the, the, the Blues. So, yeah, I had the, the opportunity to do that with them. The other one I haven't yet, to be fair, uh, which is at number three, which is Granger. But I used to mm. love Boston Granger, you know. Right. And, uh, oh, yeah. fantastic, fantastic. A lot of them, really, to be fair, it was what, for me, what made the Blues before we yeah. went down the, the, the David Dunn route and some of the other lads there, if I'm being honest, was that heart yeah. and that... Fire exactly. and that yeah. 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 I thought we lost that later down the line, especially when we got relegated from the Prem. I thought we went... It was the best team I'd ever seen, by the way, in terms of on paper, in terms of mm. the money we spent and all the rest of it. But I don't... Th- I think we lost a lot of the heart and that, that people like Graham yeah. that used to show us. I don't know how yeah, you I felt was... about it, but I felt... Yeah, a like, little bit. I think that the blues was made on that, you know, like that that heart and soul and and that, and that mm-hmm. determination. So I'm moving, so I'll go so I'll get down and say, Scott, Dan, thought it was fantastic. Yeah, us. very good. Yeah. You know, fantastic yeah. player for Great us. Great shout, yeah. Uh, uh, next one for me, obviously, I know he didn't do, more, that, that was a lot of time in terms, of, it was like coming to the end as well, it was Robbo. And obviously, you know, uh. I just love Robbo's commitment to the club. Um, yeah, you know, fantastic servant to the club, and yeah, yeah, fantastic. Sad, to, seem, sad, sad to see, to seem him leave altogether as well. Recently, oh gussie mate, gussie, gussie, yeah. but you know, it is what it is, and you know what happens in football, it happens quite frequently, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, next yeah, one, yeah. Brian Hughes. I used to love Hughes. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. What, oh, what, a yeah. what a player! What a player! What a player! Going down again, O'Connor, Martin oh. Skip. Yeah. Oh, Oh mate, I was talking about obviously Martin, he'd be my club, he'd be the captain for me. You know, uh yeah. you should see the way he pulls us all together still now. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh yeah. just his leadership yeah. and that he's just he's fantastic. I've ta- uh, I've ta- we've ta- never had I've ta- anybody ta- on, on here, Wayne. We've never had anybody
4: on here that's played with him that hasn't put him in the team.
3: Yeah. yeah, he's he's just yeah, he's he's unreal, mate. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. again, like Carsley's another one, you know, fantastic. Local lad yeah. as well, he's from Sheldon, yeah. Mike. Uh, yeah. get on yeah. as well, you know, brilliant, yeah. fantastic, fantastic to watch watching he's yeah. out there. Uh, one of the ones who, for me, I know obviously people might dispute it in some respect, but for in my time, I'd say more so because uh, obviously being much younger was probably Gary, And I think that for me, Gary was the best player I've ever seen in a blue shirt. For me, I know yeah, a lot of too. people go with the Francis oh, yeah. and that, but mm. what I used to see him do, I've never seen. I know, but you know, no. some of the things he used to do were unreal. Yeah, you know, I remember getting yeah. there to watch him and just thinking, where wow, this is this is in the Premiership the way he just." He mugged off <laughs> he was just unreal. Yeah. Unreal player. Yeah. It's so for me, yeah, the best player I've ever seen in a blue shirt would be Duke Gary. Uh moving down, Devlin work, obviously, <laughs> Devs, you know, yeah. he's a, yeah. you know, always good for a goal. Uh, he's still still got the same fire heck, you know, when we're playing. Yeah. And the next one is uh is my old pal hoppy. Uh, uh, usually, uh, usually after about 15 minutes when the bar's open when we're playing the early <laughs> games, he'll say Tom, Wayne get yourself warmed up son yeah, come on yeah. the bar open and he's away so Oppie usually gets me Oppie's the reason why I usually gets get the games with the Blues to be fair because after about 15 minutes when the bar's open you will say come on Tom get Wayne get warmed up son <laughs> but, uh, but no seriously I mean Rob what a servant for the club uh, yeah. he's Blues for, for well, man, yeah. You know, what oh, these God. guys are as I say we all mm. go around the country uh, representing the club. Uh, we we don't chuck. There's no money being paid to us. We do it all free. You know yeah. uh, these yeah. guys. You know for me, that's why I thought they need to be. In the, you know they need to be my favourite because you know at the end of the day, they're blues through and through, and they're still some team though. Mm. Yeah, Ooh, it's a good yeah. team yeah, though. That right.
5: yeah. that's
1: that's a team. Yeah, half innit? that one. Yeah,
3: yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. And have Cap- you Cap- had Cap- that team yeah, before? Yeah. It was a shame to like that before, have you? Here, no, I don't here, think so. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, no. well, that's good. That's the first. So,
4: like, that's nice. Uh, Tom, we've had Tom on saying like, you know, he's the best manager in the world because he's unbeaten in twenty eight years.
3: Oh, oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who have you got down as captain? Um, Why? Who, who's Tom got down as captain? Who
1: have you got down in, in, in that team? Who who would oh, you have oh, as captain?
3: Skip, Martin O'Connor. Skip,
1: yeah, yeah, of course. Mine,
3: yeah. 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 Honestly, mate, I mean, look, when, when we're in there, obviously, I'll get on, well, I'll get on great with, with Martin, anyway, do you know what I mean? He's, he's mm. a top local round, but you can tell what, you know, why why people would put him in that position because he's just got something about him. He's quite infectious, to be fair. Yeah. He does get the changing room going. You know our warm ups these days, though, are usually just standing by the radiator for ten minutes talking. <laughs> uh, but, but apart from that, but apart from that, you know, just you need, need someone to keep the keep the team going, and, and Martin's definitely yeah. that one. He's, he's he's the life and soul of the party when we're in that changing yeah. room. He gets <laughs> us going. And, uh, he, he's brilliant. He always he always takes he always takes the mick with Tom because literally I'm there at every game, obviously. And I think what it was we played over at Kidderminster, and uh, and. Before the game, no, that was it. He come over at Kidderminster, and I was saying, obviously, Dev had missed a few, and uh, I can't remember who else we got up front on the day, but anyways, I would have got that, time. would have got that. He goes, shot up, Alcock, and he went right then, go on, then get on there. 15 <laughs> minutes left, 15 minutes left, go on, and Alcock jump on there, show us what you got. I scored four goals, right? He wow. 15 minutes wow. anyway. The <laughs> next game we came, the next game we came, uh, we were in the changing room, and then Tom's picking the team, and Martin said straight away, he went. And I bet Wayne's on the bench. He went, Tom said, yeah, you're right. He said, oh, he's bang out of order. He's here every week. he scored. I don't know how else he has to do, Wayne. He scored, you know, he scored four goals in the last game and all the rest of it. Anyway, cut a long story short. I was on the bench, obviously. I've come off <laughs> the bench. cars uh, has put one into me and I've hit it on my left peg. I don't usually left me, use my left peg much, but straight into the top corner on my left peg. And he skips turn around to me straight away. He goes, Wayne, just walks on. You don't need to say anymore. You know, you've proved your <laughs> point. Yeah, but even some like the, the banter between them. I don't care. Listen, the guys are there to watch ex-blues players. I'm a blues fan. You know, yeah. honoured to be on the part with these guys. <clears throat> honoured. So I don't mind it. You know, having a little cameo role at the end and stuff, and and just being there, just to support the the club and and just mm. raise a few quid. And, you know, I'll sign the ball and the shirts and whatever. Obviously, I'm, yeah. I'm a boxer. You know, I mean, I think we had one person there uh, who was doing stuff for, and I went and got a glove off Ricky Hatton for them. You know, I said, look, obviously, you know, boxing is my thing. But when I see Ricky next, I'll get you a glove. And actually, you know, I, I delivered on that promise and got him a, a Ricky Hatton signed glove and that, that I could raise for the charity as well. So, it's fantastic! Just it's for me, uh, it's you,
0: surreal just being you, able to be part of the. Yeah, of the you're, an ins- of you're, mate, an you're an inspiration. Balling.
1: You're an inspiration, mate. Nick, I was, was
0: going to say, Brownie. You know, I tell you what, go on. we we've not had a show like this, have we? No, no. I'm, just, not I'm just fascinating listening to that much coming like you know, wow! What a what a bloke! What an absolute yeah, yeah. top bloke! Brenda Brown oh, Wayne, what? do you ever go into schools and give talks? Because so many bullies today in schools, maybe your talk would be a great idea. Oh,
3: I think Kimenberg. all the time, all the oh. time, all the time. I've Worked yeah. with the police. Excellent.
0: Actually, actually,
3: about uh, what was it? A few years ago, I made uh, got made an ambassador for the WBC, which is a massive honour for me. Probably yeah. really talk about we talk about the, the artie sport, but my proudest achievement would probably be. Uh, getting the award from the WBC, and they made me an ambassador for services to the sport. That's fantastic. Now, basically, what it was, we went into an area in Chemsey Wood where a kid had been stabbed and murdered, and we went in there with my my business, Box Clever, and literally set up a mobile boxing ring, which is what we do. We set it up in areas where there's not much activity going on, and Mm. we try and get the kids off the streets and learning a bit of boxing. And so I remember going in there the first week, and it was supposed to be a trial run, about three weeks. The police were helping to fund it. And they were like, you know, Wayne, you could hit a co- bit of compensation. I always went on the sessions. People used to make me laugh because they'd say it was called Wayne Alcox Box Clever. And they'd go, oh, you're actually here? Yeah. Well, it's not like Gary Lineker's football school where he's <laughs> never there. You know, I'm here. <laughs> oh, Wayne Alcox Box, so <laughs> no, but, no, but you know what I mean, don't you? There's a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I'll put their name to something, but they actually won't be there. So I was yeah, there, yeah. I'm always there. So anyway, the coach has uh, come back to me and said, look, we're having a bit of compensation. Somebody's saying this is out of order. Someone's been stabbed and murdered and you're doing boxing violence? So I actually went out and spoke to him and said, look, you know, it's not about that. And I've never felt the need, and I still don't today. felt the need to carry a weapon of any sorts. These are my weapons because I've learned how to box. And maybe if these guys knew how to box, then the guy would still be alive and he wouldn't have been stabbed and murdered. So it was, mm. for me, it was, it was kind of like, you know, teaching the discipline. Uh, and and, and boxing is the other way around. For me, it's, it doesn't turn you into someone that just wants to fight everyone out there. If anything, like say, for me as a kid, I was, I was the cock in my school. I was always fighting. Uh, and when I started boxing, as I say, I stopped fighting. I wasn't interested in fighting. I was interested in boxing in the boxing ring and winning trophies and medals and whatever. Yeah, 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 I wasn't yeah. interested in fighting Joe Bloggs down the road where I couldn't get anything out of that. I wouldn't be a buzz out knocking someone who couldn't box And it gives you that. But it also gives you that confidence where... They know that, literally, if they've overstepped the mark, you could just, with a look or the right words, you're not trying to, you don't, you don't even raise your voice. Don't you're it, yeah. like, you, know, d- you know, just let's hold it there, mate. You know, and it, and it will kind of stop at that. So it gives them mm. that self-assert. People will get that vibe off you, that all off you. Great.
0: Um, lots, and yeah. lots and lots and lots of comments coming in. Craig Courtney, he says, I feel the Tilton talk show. Charity game against Wayne and the old boys who would be up for it. <laughs> oh, come yeah. On. Yeah, Look funny. at us. Look I know at us. What's, going on, I'll be on, lads. <laughs> what's that on what's
4: that on? What's that on, Nick? FIFA. Is that on FIFA? <laughs> <laughs> it
1: would be speaking, yeah. We'd still lose. <laughs> We'd still lose. <laughs> oh, give me,
4: give
0: me
1: um, yeah. uh, Brenda says what a fantastic guy Wayne is.
0: Thank yeah. you, Brenda. There's, there's just loads and loads and loads of comments. There. You've got goosebumps listening to your stories. So hooked on all your memories. Absolutely loving this show. Well done. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look a for a... from Brown. Massive difference between a street fight and boxing. Boxing's controlled aggression. Street fights are just idiots thinking they're clever. Well, we've mm-hmm. seen that uh, up and down the country, don't we, to be honest with you? Mm, mm, absolutely so yeah, yeah. Wayne
4: did you watch the game on Saturday just gone and what would you make of the current obviously Karanka's recently come in and you know what know you make of uh, really, the
3: future now really impressed and I think defensively we've really tied it up and I think that's where yeah. we was lacking before and was leaking goals uh, you know a lot of the time a lot of stupid goals uh, which is what I used to like when Rout was there to be fair in some respects he did get it quite yeah. strong and secure but we seem to be getting that back now yeah good yeah. That, you know, it wasn't the result but listen I'm Really impressed with where we are at the moment. And we're yeah. moving in the right direction. Yeah. I don't think most people would give us a chance. So, to be sitting uh-huh. off it with, with about eighth, eighth in the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Respectable. Yeah. Respectable. Yeah, yeah, we should have won the Rotherman game, to be honest with you. But I'm just pleased that we're not leaking goals. Left, right, centre. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, looking better. We still need a bloody striker, though, which is what we've always seemed to struggle with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Don't wrong. I think, you know, mm-hmm. Ogan was a decent... But we just need someone out and eight an out and eight striker. I think we we're lacking an out and eight striker and mm-hmm. it's something that we're not sort lacking of, um, I mean, I don't of. know, I
4: don't know what the budget's like, but it'd be nice to have a marquee signing so wouldn't it, before the window shuts? Yeah, like, you know, yeah. Five yeah, five be nice. million
3: on a centre forward. Yeah,
4: yeah. If, if
3: if 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 the funds if the funds are there, it's just that's what I think we've since well ever since I've followed them to be honest, you've struggled to get that. You know, I mean, really, should I have I mean it was a toss up obviously I, I love Debs and that was obviously you think about Forsal, but it was hardly down with us. But, like, he's then one of our most prolific strikers. You know, that's, he's one of our most yeah. prolific scorers in terms yeah. of over the last few years. And he was arguing with us, really. So that doesn't really say a lot about what we're like in terms of uh, strikes, uh, strike, you know, strikers and stuff. We've always struggled in that area, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, and yeah, it's o- also, also keeping older players, isn't it? Let's, mm. let's be yeah, honest. Definitely. We struggle to keep older them when they start going to, to, a, to another level, if you like. We need the money, so to yeah. speak. Uh, yeah. It's a shame we can't get, you know, someone's coming, which I thought we got a few years ago. Uh, where there'd be pots of money, you know. I mean, look, look at the likes of the Man Cities of this world and mm-hmm. Chelsea that were really doing nothing really before the the, the, the owners come in and, and, and pumped all that yeah. money. in. I'd love for something like you know, bang, it was just for me, you know, oh, I love it to be for something like that to happen. Who knows? Hopefully, in my time, that may happen. You know, yeah. but at the moment, we've just got we've just got used to it, haven't we? We've just got used to uh, yeah. having to do it the hard way. It's yeah. a, a really tough end to the season. I thought it was a, a, a wrong to really say that you were going. Before the, you know, as the manager did back then, I think that just took the edge off. He it, it killed us, really, to be fair, because I thought we could have done better the last run in the city. In the end, we was nearly fighting relegation, weren't we? Again, it was like yeah, You'd yeah, yeah, have yeah. seen that yeah. as you come ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. You year. wouldn't have seen that, and yeah. it was a real tough, bloody end to the season, to be fair. And then I oh. think, like most Blues fans at the time, we were kind of like. Ah, Here we go, the guy that in there. Would yeah. he do anything? You know, yeah. I was a bit yeah. worried, to be fair. I was a bit worried. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the way he started you can only—you've you, got to judge people on the results and, and how they're doing. And so far, you know, for me, so good. I'm really happy. Uh, I think yeah. Really don't happy don't forget.
4: Moment. Don't forget as well. We still got Leko to come in, and we've had, yeah, we've yeah. had as well. Yeah. Hopefully He yeah. he can, he can yeah. do something good for us as well. And yeah. I like the fact that we went a goal down with a couple of minutes to go, and we fought back. You know, we didn't give yeah. up. Yeah. Our rest didn't drop back? I'm, I'm only going back three months, and our heads would have dropped. Yeah, know. It's a yeah, different completely
1: different. Difference. It's a different yeah. team. Different. Yeah. um Psych. Yeah. Different mentality. It? Definitely. Yeah. definitely, yeah.
3: definitely yeah. And it, it, a lot of it is that. Yeah, the mentality is there now. You know, to be fair, the, it's the right mentality. And yeah. That they don't believe they can get beaten to score that late on proves that yeah. really. And I know, know. That, that. was last year. We might have conceded a bloody second. Never mind. Got an equaliser. <laughs> yeah. You yeah.
0: know. Yeah. The nice comments keep coming in. Paul McCarthy, one word: class. Graham Brown, such a humble top guy. So great listening to him talk. Keep right on. Uh, Liam Carroll, boxing is the most disciplined sport in the world. Controlled environment. Many of the kids who run riot today would have a lot more respect for others in society. It's a very poignant comment, that one. Wayne, you were so
1: you were so well loved, Wayne.
0: Craig Courtney, what a show. Craig also wants me and you to do an arm wrestle. I think
3: i yeah. would well, better get back in the gym then.
1: <laughs> you won't need to. You won't need to, mate.
0: It's <laughs> your little, little pig. Fifty nine on Christmas Day. I've never told anybody. Else. No, that's really. Christmas
1: Day. <laughs> <laughs> I just get involved in crashes on my birthday.
3: Uh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a little bit of a different show, I suppose. Obviously, because it's a boxing spin to it, and obviously we we, we, mm. we we football, but uh, but again, it's the same for me. Like it was, it was. It, Thanks for having me on first, you guys, you know, mm, m- yeah. massively appreciated it's been having me on with you guys. Loving it, I'm, loving I'm, it. You know, Blue yeah. fruit Fruits, the same as yeah. you, you know, doing the charity games. I know it's a, a different spin with the boxing and stuff, but uh, obviously uh, in terms of uh, boxers uh, and, and football teams, we've got the best record in terms of uh, the boxers that have come from here. We've Rob McCracken, we've Cal we for, with we myself, mm. uh, we've Frankie Gavin, we Matt Macklin. You know, when you look at the, the, the blue half of the city, mate, we've turned out all the best fighters. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Right,
0: that's a big question then, uh, Wayne. uh, All this year, we've been doing uh, a lot of charity work for PTSD.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Soldiers that have returned from war zone. Our family here is very closely connected. I won't go into all the details right now, but we're we're very connected um, with it for specific reasons. Is there anything you you, you could offer us for that we could um, auction up on our charity night?
3: Put him on the spot. (laughs) yeah uh, well listen what what, what about this then what about me doing a a one-to-one session with anyone Uh, one-to-one boxing session with someone oh if I didn't have this bad finger teach 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 them them the basics if they haven't boxed before they might have boxed before if they haven't boxed before then I'll learn them how to box Um, we'll have a little bit of fun Uh, showing them a bit about the noble arts maybe uh, how's that for you so a one-to-one so session be a boxing session and I'll introduce them to the noble art of, uh, noble art of boxing that's and, a uh, great that's for, a great a gentleman, gentleman. Yeah. A great yeah. Prize, yeah. So, yeah put me down for that I'll do that uh, do it's very really close to me all that to be fair my me, mum's me, me remarried to a guy who's in the Royal Engineers for 25 mm. years he'd done his full mm. service there and my dad was in the signals so uh, yeah it was oh, mad it to telephone round mate. when my mm. when when my dad actually passed away believe it or not I went to sign up and I wanted, to be an, I wanted to be a soldier. So I said, sign me up. And the guy looked at me and he said, look, you know, look where you are in the amateur ratings. You're way up there, mate. If you join the army, you'll be in the army boxing team. I said, no, no, I need to be a squad. He went, no, no, you'll be in the army boxing team. I won't lie to you. If you sign up, that's where you're going to be. You'll be in a tracksuit for the rest of your life, basically, and just boxing for the army. But I didn't want to be uh, a boxer for the army. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a soldier. Uh, mm. in memory of my dad to be fair I'm glad I never joined up because I wouldn't have done what I'd done in the end but yeah that's one of the reasons why I didn't join uh, purely because they told me I would have had to box when I just wanted to learn how to be a soldier so to speak or be a soldier so, uh, memory, Auntie Linda right. yeah. says
0: I'll get in the ring with you Wayne Ooh. Nick Nick,
1: <laughs> Nick, maybe, <laughs> Nick maybe our we are ex-
3: talking about the boxing ring yeah? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nick maybe <laughs>
1: our XSE Blues uh, people might be able to set something up regarding that Nick do you think
0: sorry yeah.
1: maybe our excessive blues uh, friends might be able to get something sorted oh, regarding
0: i I tell you what you know? Linda is just amazing she's a wonderful wonderful woman she mm-hmm. does so much for everybody else in the community mm-hmm. and uh, you Getting know we filmed we, as well yeah we just pay you, Linda, so much respect off the show. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. We just love you to bits, bad honestly. You're, thought, you're brilliant.
4: I thought you was going to say we paid her then. I was, I was Mark, are we, going to have the, are we going to have anything to do with boxing and football for the last 15? Yes, that's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Last,
0: last 15 minutes is in, in three minutes' time. Uh, right. but start thinking it will be anything to do with the gym or, or the boxing ring or, or boxing. Yeah. And footballers, football in general, football anything, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, so going, get your thinking heads on. Anything to do with boxing and football? Now, Wayne, you can I don't know whether you can see the comments that are coming through on the show. I but what i will start in a minute is reading some out, and I and I, I crack every week, mate. So, <laughs> just you keep talking, and I'll keep laughing for the next fifteen minutes. <laughs> my
4: some, some of are them are hilarious. Wayne, honestly, we have all different subjects yeah. every week. And
5: last week was TV
4: programs, and I was howling, man. At some of them it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> some
5: are brilliant. We carried on, didn't we, in the week? <laughs> 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 Carries on all, all during the week on Facebook. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Brenda. Uh, Brenda, thank you for sharing us with your your compassion and love in everything you have done and doing. Well done, Brenda. Uh, Bleeps thinks I can box. I don't think so, Bleeps. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you <laughs> something different to that. We'll do it next
4: week,
0: mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Well, thank- Wayne, do you... Do you get interest from uh, young girls to take up boxing? A keen interest from girls in South Africa to take up the sport. That's from Mike Hill.
3: Well, my first, well, the first female boxer, she boxes for England. Stevie Pitts, another one to look out for. That's my other professional. I've got three pros. The last one I've just signed, literally just signed an now. Stevie Pitts, boxes for England. She's the current England champion, female. Uh, That's the first girl that I've actually trained. Uh, and she's just turned professional now. As I say, she's done it all as an amateur. A lot of young girls got into it when Nicola Adams won the gold medal. A lot yeah. of interest from there. Uh, it's continued through because <laughs> now, obviously, Katie Taylor's turned on. Unglove. Unglove. So, yeah, uh, Katie Taylor obviously showed <laughs> girls that they can take it from the amateurs into the professionals. Katie Taylor's a breath of fresh air for women's boxing. Uh, and a massive, you know, torch really. And there's a lot more I'm finding there. A lot more girls are coming into the gym uh, and learning how to box. So yeah, it's a, the, the sports thriving. I think they'll get to the stage soon where, just like they have in the football, where I believe eventually you'll have women's boxing and men's boxing. I think that the two won't be able to mix eventually because it'll right. be too much. It mm. is good. Okay, one. good? We've got
0: Frank Paul. We've got Frank Frank so it, on, it, what was your favourite venue you fought
4: out? What was your favourite venue you fought out and what's the most you fought in front of?
3: Uh oh God, well it would have been obviously uh well you got the M E N obviously the M E N arena in Manchester. Uh yeah. that was a fair few in there. A boxed yeah. in Switzerland at the Basel FC Basel Stadium, which was again massive uh, wow. against Arthur Abrams, that was crazy there. Uh, they're big venues, a box when uh uh was the next one. Cardiff at the uh, Cardiff Castle that was an outdoor one. Mm-hmm. Joe Calzaghe boxed the box there, and that was weird mm-hmm. being outside as well at Cardiff Castle. Uh, my favourite one would probably be I boxed at the NIA mm-hmm. uh, in Birmingham. Obviously, my favourite venue mm-hmm. was always boxing into my home crowd in front of bloodies yeah. and uh, so. Yeah, at yeah. the end of my career, most of my faults were at Birmingham. So I fought at the uh, the Aston Events Centre a few times. I love the atmosphere in there. I remember quickly, I'll just go on there. The first fights I had in Birmingham after I left Frank Warren and Mm -hmm. I came and relaunched again in Birmingham. And literally, I remember uh, we was just about to go out to the crowd. There was no TV. It wasn't a TV show. It was a small show. I'd gone with a smaller promoter and I was just about to go out into the crowd. And, you know, it was all like the, the wooden seating around the venue and so forth. And before I went into the arena, I was just about to go out. And the guy said, the ring whip said, look, Wayne, you can walk when you want. It's not on TV. It's fine. And I remember just about to go out into the arena. And all of a sudden, all you could hear around the arena was, Oh, cock. Like, really loud. And the back of my neck, the hairs on my back of me. It was the first fight ever in wow. Birmingham. And I just remember thinking, I remember saying to Paddy, I can't go out yet. I'll be going out and waving at everyone and also some air people. You know what I mean? It was a, <laughs> a bit of a strange one. So I kept my head together. I cut my head down, put my hood up, put my hands on the top of my shoulders of my coach, walked to the ring. And I thought, oh, you know, just ignore everyone's there, and Come on, you're here to do a job. You don't want to lose your first ever fight in Birmingham. And that was the fight where, as I say, I knocked him out in 56 seconds. So it, yeah. didn't, take, it didn't last long. Yeah. But, uh, but what, what that was for me, the atmosphere. And the, and the other good venue I used to look at, the, the smaller venues are the ones I enjoyed. The other yeah, venue yeah. I used to look and I never lost there either. And I knocked out a kid in. It was my quickest knockout, I think. It was in the York Hall. York Hall, Bethnal Green. Absolutely loved boxing there. Very small, but it actually felt like the crowd were in the ring with you, the way the balconies yeah. used to come around the top of it. So I used to love the York Hall as well. It's a fantastic uh, venue to box at as well. Yeah, was it was, there, was, there, in, was really, in, Spitwater, John Scales. <laughs> <laughs> John,
4: John Scales?
5: Sorry, go on, Mark. What was that? I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, Wayne, was there any like genuine dislikes of anyone when you were in the ring, or was it all you know?
3: Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah, there was. There was. Yeah. It wasn't all show. You did have some genuine dislikes for people. Yeah, some sometimes you do. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. though. I think it's one of them sports, and I think a lot of people can learn a lot from it. Uh, obviously, leading up to the fight, you you hate each other's guts, and you you know they're making me train harder. You're the one who's making me who's stopping my seeing my children, who's making me diet. And, you know all these things. Stay away from them. I actually do training camps in America and Portugal and all the rest of it, and you're away mm. from your family, and it kills you. Uh, and you think you're the reason, so this is why I've got to make you pay. But it's crazy because you hate each other massively all up to the fight. You have the mm. fight and then he's your best friend. Mm. You know, it's not long-lost, come on, we'll have a point. You know, it's crazy yeah. uh, a lot of the time. So, yeah, uh, nine times out of ten, the dislike is real. The hatred, if you like, if you like, if you want to call it that, is real. Mm. But then after yeah. the fight, when you've swapped level for someone and tried to n- take each other's head off for 12 rounds, at the end of it, the, the respect yeah. is unreal. You know, and you, yeah. nine times out of ten, you'll end yes. up in, Friends forever and a day, you know, uh, uh, for sharing the ring for that time. So yeah, it's a. Uh, but there is genuine dislike, yeah. Of course, there is. Are You, you I mean, you're still,
5: in we... you're still in touch? You still in touch with some? Are you still in touch with some of your opponents
3: from back in the day? You still in touch now? Say, yeah, I'm, on Facebook probably. Yeah, you've got. I've got opponents there. fighters yeah. As I've got, guys I've boxed against, if you like, you know, we will like each other, posts and whatever and and mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, we're still in touch. I wouldn't say we go out yeah. drinking and that, but we're on about obviously doing a like a little reunion. Uh, and getting a few of the old fighters back in there and stuff. And so some of my ex-opponents will be will be there. I'm part of uh, the X-Boxers Association and stuff as well down here. So a lot of the time you'll see some of these guys coming through. Uh, okay. the, the reason I started Box Clever, to be fair, was literally because uh, it was to try and give fighters an, an opportunity uh, to do something after the sport. So I created it, and it was, and I've got all the stuff there, and I've actually set a couple of boxers up in it where literally I'll go, look, I've done all the paperwork, I've done all this. this is the programme, and it just takes all that hard work away from them. This is what we're <laughs> doing, we're going to deliver in schools. I mean, if you said to a kid, you know, go into this hall, how many how many chairs can you fit in this hall, for instance? And they'll say, I don't know, I don't care. But if you get them into something they enjoy, and you say, how mm-hmm. many boxing rings can I fit in there? And they go, oh, one, two. You know, it's just a totally mm-hmm. thing. Score this 12-round fight for me between Manny Pacquiao and score this 12-round fight. Now, they're doing maps without even realising they're doing maps. Yeah, so, again, yeah. you're getting on that education yeah. element. They'll add them scores up. But if yeah. you just ask them to add up 10, 9, 10, 8, whatever, they'll just say you where to go. But you do it as a boxing match
2: yeah. and tell me yeah. who the
3: winner was. Now, all of a sudden, you, you're getting the, you combat in. You're getting a little bit of education in there as well. And that's what the programme was running. But it was made uh, by a champion to create champions. But it was, I wanted other champions to do it. So, ex-fighters I wanted to come and give back to the sport. Don't leave. You've been in the sport for a long mm. time. Stay mm. in the sport and give back. Unfortunately, boxing, uh, a lot of fighters have come out of there. And I suppose that might be in a lot of sports as well, where they've come out of it and they're a little bit, I would say, bitter towards the sport and that. Probably haven't done as well. Probably didn't go as well as they wanted. Probably did earn stack loads of money, but now they're skins. And they mm. don't want to do nothing with the sport. I'm there to prove that even with me not earning the same sort of money of your Carl Frotches and your Ricky yeah. Hansen, with the money I earned, I still managed to invest it correctly. And obviously, I had a proper, you know, Paddy Lynch was a good mentor. But I managed to invest that money. And I've, I, I, don't, I don't think I've worked a day in my life since I've retired because everything I do is boxing related. I'm working with the kids. I've got the pro boxers. I've got the box clever. I've got the shop. It's all boxing. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to stay in the sport and give back. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. not be bitter towards the sport I love the sport and I that it inspire and encourage your kids so yeah it was kind of created to, to like help them boxers that have probably gone away from the sport you know I would love them to mm. stay involved in the sport and that's why I created Box Clever so they could kind
0: of run that programme mm-hmm. Right brilliant. we've got Jude Bellringham <laughs> uh, we've got uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Benitez brilliant one that is absolutely superb uh, Kidney Punchion <laughs> Messi uh, Gary guard, no. <laughs> what? Kenny Rope Burns. <laughs> <laughs> what
5: about um? What about Muhammad Ali McRoyce? Oh. <laughs> Neil Warnock him out. No. <laughs> Neil
4: Warnock him out. I like that. Harry Ferguson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's some good. <laughs> what about what about Sparks
0: oh 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 man, dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You, you lot have me absolutely cracked up I promise you <laughs> well we've got nine minutes to go keep you thinking about someone anything to do with uh, boxing and football anything to do with boxing and football that's all you got to do uh, Renzo says I'm watching too Jeremy Wayne Jeremy said you've got to show this on the show come on blues come on blues <laughs> come on Oh Jeremy, we miss him. We miss him and and Brenda. Oh mate, it's horrible. I'm eating this. I
4: suppose. Well, he, what did you make of it? What did you make of it when Mayweather fought um, Conor McGregor?
3: To be fair, because I kind of
0: knew <laughs>
4: that
3: obviously Mayweather was going to like smash him to pieces. To be honest, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's a he's a blues fan. So we're all right. I don't think he'll be watching this. But there was a guy that was coming past the shop every day, and he was literally like. Have you seen Conor McGregor, Wayne? I went, what? Have you seen him? Have you seen him? He, oh, he's looking brilliant, mate. He's going to give you a Mayweather so much trouble. I said, mate, you're having a laugh, mate. He won't touch Mayweather. You know, he's 50. He's going to be 50. You know, he's a, he'll play with him. You know, he only, he'll keep him in there as long as he needs him to. But no, no, no. You're all wrong, Wayne. If you want to put some money out, you, put some. I said, no, listen, I won't take your money off you. He said, no, I think he's Conor McGregor. He's going to do it. I've been watching the videos on him and all the rest of it. He hasn't spoken to me since, since the fight. <laughs> he walks past my shop still, but he never speaks to me anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't, I didn't make much of it, to be fair. It was, a, it was just two guys making a fortune out of uh, yeah, obviously bringing two things together, UFC and, and, and obviously boxing, mm. seeing there was a niche there. Mayweather's not stupid. McGregor's not stupid. they made shit loads of money. Yeah. Not, fair yeah, play yeah, to yeah. them, you know, fair play to them. But on yeah, the, on the yeah. boxing perspective, it's a gutting that literally there's much better fighters out there that, you know, that the money he would have earned for that fight would set him up for life. And you know, there's fighters out there, better fighters than that uh, in the past that mm. literally have never had that opportunity. You wouldn't have earned that, myself included. You wouldn't have earned that throughout your career. And he's just got it for one fight. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, just, reminded, it reminded me of that old TV show on MTV. Do you remember Celebrity Deathmatch? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, McGregor's a, a money. In money. Pack money. I don't know if you've heard... But he's no. supposed to We've got, got the Gilmerical Packards next. Sorry, Why, what was that, mate? On, uh, man? Come on, man. McGregor's 1-3. fighting
0: Manny Pacquiao
3: next. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, is it again? Yes. No. Another
3: suicide mission. No. You know, oh, it's crazy. My Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is it. This is it. Great call. Go the on, Ray main event stand. <laughs> 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 Jesse Mouthguard. <laughs> Jesse Mouthguard. <laughs> 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 I've got Gareth Snow's talk, mate.
4: <laughs> I'm struggling with this one, are you?
5: Uh, I can't Peter, Glover, on,
0: yeah. uh, Peter Glover and France? Yeah, oh, Peter Glover. All yeah. oh, right, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> 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 Not again. <laughs> uh, quickly, Paul, Mark, uh, Wayne, and Chris, predictions for the weekends. Uh, my way, ain't they? Stoke City, your way. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Up the chip end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Chris first.
1: Uh, I'm still going to go for a win. 2, two 1
4: Blues.
0: Two one. I'm going two nil, Mark. I'm going for a uh, one one.
4: Chris, uh, sorry, Paul. I'm going to go two one as well. 2-1. Two, one, two, one. Uh, Wayne, one two,
3: yeah. I'm going to get two nil. I think that we do, you know, defensively doing well. I'm going to get two 0 I'm going to get two nil on this one. I think we can. Linda, we can believe it well. or not, has
0: gone six nil to the Blues. <laughs> sorry. Well, <laughs> the deal <laughs> is, <laughs> if, if Birmingham City scores six Wayne any time this season, Chris has got to do a show in the nude. Uh, and <laughs> popcorn. <I say, laughs> Uh, hi lads, how are you doing? Hope you're feeling a lot better. Shabba Shabba was a guy who fell out the tree uh, trying to rescue his uh, little one's drone and has uh, several spinal operations in, in the process. So, yeah, everybody's going for a win. It's looking like uh, we're all mm-hmm. back in. Yeah. what Kankar's yeah. doing 2 2 from Brenda, 1 0 Dave 2 0 Paul McCarthy. Yep, so it's all looking good. It's all yeah, we're not all leaking. I'm
3: listening to him speaking after the game. Against Rovers, I think he was really disappointed that we, we leaked a stupid goal. Really, to be fair, so mm, mm,
0: it'll, it'll, except it'll, it'll, except it'll be trying it and to start make... a bit more. Yeah, yeah. 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 One, one, one. Uh, Steve Portman's gone two two. Nobody's nobody's predicted that we're going to lose yet, though. No? Thank more you. Yeah. Confidence, yeah. Is
4: Confidence is back, back right? isn't it. I think that the, 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 the lads are feeling good again, and you can yeah, tell yeah, that yeah. there's a yeah. good yeah. feeling yeah. about the place. And that's really good. The way Karanka comes across is really good isn't it. You
0: know, he kind yeah. of like he knows his stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. Even we can't go, Paul. Right, there's, there is just a little bit more feel-good factor, and Wayne will tell you this, I'm sure, that confidence breeds confidence. Hundred percent,
3: hundred percent, it does. Uh, it, in any sport, I believe that you know it's 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 a mind-over-matter thing. It's a mm. it's a mental state of mind. It's a mental yeah. state of mind. Definitely, I know that from when I was playing football. We, so, you know, when you're on a run, yeah. I remember you know on a run you could be. I know we was, was 2 0 down against one team playing in a. We still come back and won 3 2 But the way we were playing, it was like, you know, we were winning 2-0, mm. even when we was 2-0 down, because we just yeah, didn't yeah. believe we could get beaten. It proved the case. You know, you're right. I think that's anything in, same as in boxing. You know, I've, I've yeah. lost four rounds in a fight and knocked the kid out in the fifth. You've just, it's all about belief. And I think the players have got that belief and fair play to the manager, because uh, he's kind of instilling that. He's having that respect yeah. and, that, and that belief in your manager. And he comes across really well, to be honest. And I he think does, the yeah. players respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah, frills, in, in, um, and Linda, thank you very much. Uh, don't forget people. And I hope I think Linda's got a list of all the people that have uh, agreed to do this this year. Don't forget people. Every goal, blue score, one pound is pledged to PTSD. Mm. We're all doing that in the studio. Yeah. Um, our good friends at Borgie Labour Club have pledged £10 per goal, which is incredible. <sighs> and um, you yeah. can join in with that if you wish. You're <clears> very fantastic. welcome to. That's fantastic. The more, the more yeah. effort we put in, the more we get out. Yeah, of course, yeah.
1: yeah. Can I just mention next nice. week we've got uh, Marcello on the uh, show?
0: Marcello yeah. next yeah, week. Yeah. That'll be yeah. an absolute... Well, that'll be good.
1: That's going to be a good. One. Looking forward yeah. to that. Can I yeah.
0: just say, Wayne, wow. Oh, my God. Thank you so, 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 so much, mate, for giving your time up tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, boxing is a must sport, right? Yeah. I, I don't mind watching... You know the the shows. I think there's again, like football, far too much money involved right at the top end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like the way Sky have monopolised it now, and and you've got to pay pay for per view. And I understand, you know, yeah. you guys got to make your money, and it's it's a not, yeah. <laughs> not a good job. And I wouldn't want to stand in the ring getting battered by anybody, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but wow, so for tonight, my man, you know what? The comments that have come out tonight, there's just been a bit of unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. No, it's,
3: it's, it's a pleasure. Thanks, thanks for having me on. I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking about obviously the Sky Sports thing. To be honest, uh, obviously I was boxing all my career on Sky Sports, yeah. Uh, which was, you know, obviously the money's better for me. Obviously the money was better for the fighters. So you got to look at the fighters' point. It's better. But you mm-hmm. know what? me Meadin was literally because I was winning the titles that the people like Nigel Benn, Michael Watson, and all that one and ugly. You know, you could literally walk through your own town unnoticed. When yeah. you know yourself, them guys were like, you know, that because of ITV, yeah. because he's it been on guys, mainstream yeah. telly, yeah. they were just like, you know, household names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that yeah. killed me. I come in that era after Nigel Ben and stuff. So it was a killer for mm. me, really, to be fair. We had more money, but it was kind of like no one really knew. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, who are you, yeah, mate? Yeah, that was a killer for me, really, because it did come away. Back then, if you remember, not many people had Sky. A lot no. of people have got the Sky now, but they've, they've took it to the next level now. Not only is it you've got Sky, now, now it's got to be paper bloody view which is yeah, what I hate, okay. to be fair. Yeah, yeah, you on know, yeah. normal mainstream yeah. Sky Sports and it wouldn't be that bad. But not only do they pay for Sky Sports, but now they go, yeah, next to 20 quid or whatever it is, and you can watch it on pay-per-view. I don't mm. agree with that at all, guys, to be fair. I know but, fighters you know, need to I'll, make money. I tell you what, work.
0: I really, really admire you for that comment, mate. I promise you. Mm. I promise mm. you. And I know, look, we've all got to make a living, right? We've all got to make a living. Yeah, yeah. And, mm. uh, you know, and again, for me, I'll reiterate really like, just do what you're good at.
3: Mm -hmm. honestly for me my career it was always about the fans honestly I mean I wouldn't want to be boxing now because they're boxing with no crowd and I said to my I I said to to my I said like literally I wouldn't want to be there now you know what I mean obviously you've got to earn a few quid but that would just be like boxing in in a gym like a sparring session with no crowd I used to buzz so much off the crowd it was unreal everything I did was literally for the people who used to come and support me and stuff so uh, I think that's a massive thing and so (laughs) I'm probably looking at it on that side when I talk about I'm not a big fan of pay per view and stuff because I love the fans and I don't I think they pay enough as it is without having mm. to spend even more. But there you go. That's just yeah. my
0: take. COVID nineteen, we're in uh, we're we're back in well, we're still in the midst of this uh, pandemic. It hasn't gone away. Yeah. Uh, um I've just seen something splash up on Sky News that there's five new rules the government have brought out, so we'll look into that one in a minute. Yeah. Um but for you now and for us as Birmingham City fans, you're right, and that's just all we are at the, now, with Blue News is that. That's yeah. it. Don't matter. I don't care whether you've got a big house and a mansion. If you're a Blue Nose mate, you're a Blue Nose, but I don't care. Right? I really genuinely don't. You're part of the family. You're part of the Tilt and Talk family. Thank you so much for coming on. And would you now just give whatever's on the top of your head a message to all the Birmingham City fans out there? Because we can't go to games. We can't meet up. We're all having difficult times. And just inspire them.
3: Mm. My message to you guys is literally just keep supporting the team the way we've been over the years. You've been through a lot of tough times. At uh, the minute that the squad's flying, you know, let's all get beyond that. It. It's a shame we can't get down there and actually go, go and support me. But we'll make the most of it and, and, and get onto your Blues TV and watch it <laughs> on here <laughs> if you can, if you get the opportunity to do that. Uh, and obviously, you know, when brighter days come and this COVID-19s out of the way, then we can all get together. And hopefully I'll see many of you are hopefully watching this show tonight down the ground. Because I'll, I'll make a, 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 I'll close, I'll just close the shop for a Saturday, I suppose, one of the times and we'll come down there. And hopefully I'll get to meet you guys and, and obviously yeah, most in. of the people who come and watch the show. I'd love that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we'll, we'll cheer the boys on to victory. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really confident about this year and what we're going to do, to be fair. I think we can, we can do really well. Uh, mm. It's keeping the faith uh, in the guys at, at the top and what they're doing. Uh, the manager, uh, the players. I just think like, now nah, we've just got to stick together. We've always been a massive family, and we've always stuck together. The unity with, with the Blues—I've never seen, I've never felt, that any other club have got that kind of unity that we've got. I feel it when I'm when I'm playing for the Blues. When we're doing the, the games and the charity games, the crowds that we get there are fantastic, you know. And the guys who come and support us. So, uh, stay strong, guys. Uh, keep supporting the team, and i hopefully look forward to seeing many of you in the in the near future. Hopefully, when this all clears up. Thanks, Wayne. From
0: well, myself. Fast good, fast night. Fast. good night from Mrs. Brown. Good night. <laughs> good night, Jean.
3: Good night all Keep right good on good night guys uh, All the best Keep right on
0: And Wayne Alcock What an absolute Belter this has been Superb You're an absolute gem mate You're a diamond And you're a bronze yeah, you're a and you've got a brilliant accent, to you soon, and, I love it. and you're down to <laughs> earth And you're proper Keep right on buddy. Yeah.
3: Stop, mate Keep right on All the best everybody nice We'll one. see you good back Next
0: month For sports Our principal supporters And this is it It Is Now Ended good, good night Good night Down
2: We are all supporters of her
1: team.